Hi there, Elazar Bloom back with a new episode of Relationships Revisited. And in this episode, we are going to talk about what we do when we are scared. When that relationship fear, that attachment fear comes up, what we discussed in the last episode was that longing for connection that we all have from the time we are just, just born, infants. We are already reaching out, needing another person. And along with that, as we reach for somebody, as we need somebody, there's also the fear of rejection, of somebody not being there for us, and the pain that comes along with that, and how both the longing for connection and the fear of rejection, they're both part of the dance of attachment. So if fear becomes a dominant energy, as we said, if that becomes the primary force in the relationship, well, then it becomes insecure, unsafe, and self-protection begins to reign. At the same time, vulnerability, while it's still there, it begins to hide. So in this episode, we're actually going to discuss the two major forms of self-protection, how they function in the relationship, and most importantly, we will hopefully see how even self-protection itself, which can be defensive or aggressive, even that self-protection reflects how important the person, your person, is. So the question that we all have in relationship, just to make it really clear, the question that we all have is, are you there for me? Can I count on you? It is such an important question because as we said, human beings are wired neurologically. Our brains are wired in a way to seek connection, rely on, on one another for safety, for security, for the general sense of well-being in the world. So in a significant relationship like a marriage, for example, there are going to be moments when that question, are you there for me? The answer might be something like, right now, I'm not feeling so sure about that. Right now, there's, there's uncertainty around that question. And in that moment, we're limited. Really, our, our nervous system is limited. It will react in one of two general ways. One way that it will react is what we call to pers the pursuer, to pursue, to activate. For this person, the distress of, un of not knowing, of uncertainty is so overwhelmingly distressing that what they will do here is they will increase the emotional volume. They're in this anxious place that their body tells them that I need to push, I need to prod, I need to nudge, complain, whine, scream, something activation, something, something that will possibly, hopefully bring you closer to me, that will get you to see that I need to be reassured, that I need to know that you are there for me, that I'm not alone. I'm trying to get you to see that I need you right now, that I am scared. The fear here, as we mentioned in the previous, previous um, episode, is that I will be left alone, that I'll be stuck in this place all by myself, distressed and not knowing that fear of abandonment. The next thing that our body, our nervous system can, can will, will have us doing in this place of uncertainty, 
where there is there is um, where I'm not sure where you are right now is the withdrawer, the one that pulls away. When I see you upset or when I sense there's distress, it's it's overwhelming for me as well. I might not show it on my face. In this place, I might be more dismissive. I might go cold. I might become more distant. But I am uncomfortable here. Right? So what I do here is I try and decrease the emotional volume. I'm, I might explain. I might problem solve. I might give reasons, justifications. I might even apologize or advise, coach. I might leave the room. The common denominator of all of these moves is that my hope is that this thing will pass, that we will somehow get out of this distressing, um, chaotic situation where I'm I'm really uncomfortable and hopefully we can get back to a place of more equilibrium where things are calm and peaceful and it's just not loud. So I'm trying to get back and I'm trying to not make things worse. If I say something, very possibly it's going to, so I might just shut down. I don't want things to get worse. I'm trying to make things okay again because then I feel connected to you. And again, this is coming from a, from a fear, as we mentioned in the last episode, this fear is a fear that of, of right, like, oh, I'm going to disappoint you or that I'm letting you down, that I may not be able to make you happy, the fear of failing you. So perhaps you can see that both of these moves, they're motivated by fear, the fear of what will happen if we stay in this place, how I will lose you and how they will leave me alone and in pain. And the moves, their hope of the moves, both of them is to get back to a better place for the pursuer, the one that activates and pushes, it's to get that reassurance for the withdrawer, the one that pulls away. It's to, it's to not make things worse and to hopefully let this pass so we can get back to a, to a place of more calm and, and togetherness. The challenge is, and this is the sad truth that both of these moves will never bring the relationship to a more stable place. It just won't happen. In fact, as we're going to see in the, in the next episode, is that when you put these two moves together, you actually get a very strong pattern which polarizes, continues to push and polarize one person from the other. And we'll get there. We'll talk about that in the next session. In the meantime, the takeaway for this one is to think about perhaps what your move is. To fill in the blank and say, to notice, when, I, when I'm distressed, when I'm scared, when I'm hurt, when I'm not feeling so safe with you, what do I do? I what? I fill in the blank. I, and continuing, by doing that move, by doing that, my hope is that what? What do you hope will happen? What's the, what's the function of that move? What do you hope will happen? I hope this is helpful and we will continue the next episode to discuss the cycle that perhaps some people are familiar with in their own relationships that can come together when you put these two moves um, beside one another. And I look forward to further discovering this and exploring this with you then. 